You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from downtown Toronto, and in the very same room is my DJ partner in crime, The Wasteland. This is weird. It is weird. (laughs) So this is what, the first time we've done this since episode two, maybe? Something like that. We got two episodes out, and then the world ended, and then we have not been in the same room to podcast since, so it's been almost two years. Yeah, two years of the lamest apocalypse ever. Not one zombie. Just President Trump. Uh, well, it has been an apocalypse with no pants because a lot of us at home just haven't been wearing pants. Crust goth. Well, that's a different story. That's just like, <laughs> why do I need to shower? I'm not seeing anybody. <laughs> uh, I, I I prefer to think of it as if I don't shower for a few days, I'm enforcing social distancing. You know, I thought the same thing, too. If I reek, then nobody wants to be near me anyway. And it's fine. It's good. It's good. Even. But then I gross myself out and then I have to take a shower. Yeah. Well, when you start sticking to the sheets, it's time to get into the shower. <laughs> So as far as (laughs) so as far as this thing called the the great panini that we are in, uh, I hate that term. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so silly. But as far as where we are in Toronto, there has been a vaccine uh, proof of vaccination passport system set up uh, as of like October 22nd. Again, it's really inconsistent. There have been some lists that have been floating around. Uh, There was a there's a website that I can't think of the name. It's got some stupid name to it because people think that their freedoms are being oppressed or some bullshit by not tyranny. Yeah, by not being vaccinated. There have been lists of businesses that are like, we support your choice to not be vaccinated. And if you want to come here and spread the plague with your fucking germs, then have at it. And I'm sorry. It's very clear where where I sit because I don't think this is a personal decision. I think this is really important and mandatory. It is part of the societal code to be vaccinated. If you don't want to participate in society, go live in the fucking woods in a tree and leave the rest of us alone. That actually sounds attractive, but I am vaccinated. (laughs) But now I'm considering it. Maybe I did the wrong thing. Huh. Living in a tree. Maybe not in Ontario. It gets real cold in winter. It does. We live in a cold country. I was complaining about it the other day. I was like, I'm tired of being cold. It's not even really cold yet, but I feel like I'm cold all the time. And it's like, well, you moved to Canada. You made your bed. Now go shiver in it. (laughs) You know, it was warmer outside today. I don't know if you went outside. You don't do that much. It was warmer outside today here than a friend of mine in Florida said it was. So, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the next ten years, we'll be, be we'll be eating mangoes in the Arctic. So I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> We're fucked. So, how big is the tube you got for that ride? Oy. So while we know that there isn't going to just be a magical switch from COVID life to no COVID life, the problem that we have here and that we're really here to talk about is the global vaccine divide. 
Now, less than 4% of people in low-income countries are fully vaccinated, and just 10% in lower-middle-income countries are vaccinated, like fully vaccinated. And just to give you a better definition, when we talk about low-income countries, we're talking about like Sudan and Somalia and Afghanistan. And then the lower-middle-income countries, we're talking about like Haiti and Belize. So why is this happening, even though there's all these donations? from wealthy countries coming in. There's a lot of factors. Some of it's political and and that that is a quagmire of complications. I don't really think we have time for, but the real thing is the companies that have created these vaccines have decided that they just don't want people to be able to make generics because they like money more than they like uh, life. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. And health advocacy organizations have been urging pharmaceutical companies and governments to release the patent information and the technology to these countries. I mean, for example, India is the epicenter for supplying the world with pharmaceuticals, and they could help manage the pandemic if they were enabled to make more shots. Indian imports accounted for 24% of medicines in the U.S. and 31% of medicine ingredients in 2018, according According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And now, right now, India's vaccination rate for folks who are fully vaccinated is at 24%. Now, for reference, India is pretty much, I think, the second most populous country in the in the world. Yeah, after right? China. After yep. China. So 24% there is, it's, it's a drop in the bucket. It's way not enough. And the way these things work is the more vaccine that circulates in a community, any community, could be North America, could be anywhere else in the world, the more likely it is to mutate and the more likely it is to get worse. So we need a push. We, we need people to know about this. That's why we're talking about this today. Yeah, we're supposed to be a music podcast, but we're not afraid to stick our feet in a political thing every once in a while. And here we are. Here we are indeed. I mean, under current arrangements, researchers from the International Monetary Fund have argued that without urgent action, many developing economies may have to wait until the end of 2022 or later to bring the pandemic under control. And the risks of not having people protected is pretty dangerous. I mean, this is not something we want to fool around with if the virus continues to spread in the global south and continues mutating. This is going to just prolong things and it can come back to bite us. Yeah, it could go from pandemic to endemic. Uh, we could have COVID versions out there as common as the common cold. And this will just become something we have to learn to live with forever if if action isn't taken quickly and decisively to bring the vaccination and get it out there to these people so that it can stop circulating. Yeah. And I mean, the hold up in sharing this knowledge, there's, uh, there's Pfizer and Moderna who are insisting that they need to control the entire supply chain, but they also want to control the profits that go with it and are saying that, well, we just can't release this because we want to be sure that the the efficacy is there, that there is quality control, et cetera, et cetera. But in countries like Canada and Bangladesh, South Korea and Pakistan, they actually have the capacity and the resources to produce millions of these vac- uh, of these vaccinations. It's just it's really on the, the drug companies who need to let this patent information go. 
Yeah. And after that, you you have to start looking at treatments. Uh, treatment is another way that you can s- slow the spread. Uh, you have to, but they have to be something that can be readily available. And, you know, everybody talks about, oh, President Trump got the monoclonal antibodies. There's a lot of problems with that. First of all, it's stupid expensive. Um, second, it's, it's, it's intravenous infusion. So you need like nurses, you need to spend time in a hospital. This is not, it's, it's, closer to chemotherapy in in how it's delivered than it is to anything else. And then you have, there are a couple of pill forms that are showing a lot of promise. Um, one is by Pfizer, sad to say, because we already know what they're going to do. They're going to pocket it for the money. Late um, Kate stage capitalism. Yep. Gonna kill us all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they're going to pocket it for the money and they're, you know, they stopped their trial early because they said that that it was um, unethical for them to continue the trial while people who got the placebo were dying and everybody else who didn't was recovered. So they stopped their trial uh, halfway through, applied for the emergency youth author- authorization. But again, it's Pfizer. They're going to sit on it and make money. Then there's another company called Merck, another big pharmaceutical. They're, they have a pill form as well. It is not as efficacious as Pfizer's, but they've already said they're releasing the patent information once they get the go-ahead in the country. So there will be generics, which means there will be ability to get pills just like you could get Tylenol to any part of the world to help treat this. Now, that's really, really important because there are parts of the world where it's hard to get refrigeration for the vaccines. There's parts of the world where it's hard to even run power or refrigerate a truck, uh, you know, to keep, to keep these things cold enough to treat all the people in those areas. So while they might not, while they're going to have a hard time getting, you know, vaccinated, at least they can be treated to keep the spread of the virus down and to save some lives there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be pressure, continued pressure to release this patent information. And this is incredibly important. And I mean, although governments have significantly contributed to the research and development of the leading vaccines, because of intellectual property laws, corporations can still profit on medicines that governments uh, happen to fund. In the U.S., this is due to an act that that came out in 1980 called the Bay-Dole Act, which is which authorized companies to patent government funded medicines. So, but Biden does have the power to get them to release the release this this information, release patent. He could be a big hero if he does it. As a music podcast though, I know we're all doom and gloom today because this is just harsh reality of what's going on and we want to encourage folks to stay aware and stay informed of what's happening as far as getting vaccines out there and having equality among getting people vaccinated in the world. Uh, As a music podcast, though, we wanted to reach out to some folks and get their perspectives on where things were in their area and what their scene was like. Uh, Because we did this in a previous episode with uh, some folks, but we wanted to include people within the global South and some folks we hadn't talked to before. So uh, we wanted to kind of give you some clips from some people that we've talked to both in the Southern U S as well as in South America and in Italy. So here we are. Hello, we are Ashcode. We are from Naples, from the South of uh, Italy and our music covers 
a wide range of genres. We go from dark wave, post punk, goth, and uh, EPM. Currently in Italy we are open, but uh, the clubs can't be full, and it's it's not easy for for bookers and promoters, and for the audience to. We are worried because it's not very easy to manage the band during the last two years to plan a release and uh, American and South American American and Latin American tours you don't know how to move we are playing a little around Europe again we released an EP a few months ago and uh, we are waiting we are waiting for a better situation to put out a new LP during the pandemic we made a lot of things Italy was the first one that was bitten by the, the virus and in the first days we understood we had to make something. In a few days, probably in the second week of lockdown, it was uh, March 2020, we made a, a live in streaming at home to raise money for a local hospital, it was very good and uh, we raised a lot of money, so we understood the, the, um, the formula was good. And then we started to make uh, festivals, online festivals, with uh, all the bands from the dark wave scene, Gothicat festivals. Gothicat is the brand of uh, Adriano. And uh, we uh, raised a lot of money for different organizations. People liked it a lot. And they asked, uh, always asked for, for more. Now we are going to, to make it uh, real with the crowdfunding to make uh, Gothicat real in uh, Europe and, uh, and America. Hi guys, we are Diavolstrain, a dark wave female duo from Valparaiso, Chile. Recently we released the single Herz de Animand, which is the first advantage from our upcoming album Elegia del Olvido, Elegia del Horror. In English is Elegy of Oblivion, Elegy of Horror. And this work uh, was mainly composed during the pandemic recent years and will be released next November 27. Um, this release will be through a streaming event, a show which will be recorded in a cultural center called Matucana Cien. And right now uh, we're in a moment of uncertainty because since a month ago we were coming back to a kind of normal life. Um, clubs started to open all night because uh, the curfew, we were on a curfew more than a year. Um, and, and this curfew ended uh, since a month ago. But the last week we went back to a restrictive phase um, because contagious are increasing and still increasing. Well, so we deeply hope this situation ends and have us back traveling and playing in different many places as a few years ago. And we really hope to go back there to USA and see us again in person. Thank you so much, Laura, for all your support, all your um, consideration to us and having us here. 
So many, many hugs to you from Ignacia and me, Laura. And cheers. Have a good night. Thank you. Since we spoke to Pantaguya from Brazil, we received a response in Portuguese and will play both the original language and an English translation for you. I apologize in advance if I flub some of the city names. Meu nome é Lucas Caduco, tenho 24 anos, sou vocalista e guitarrista da banda Ponta Agulha aqui no Brasil e primeiramente eu gostaria de agradecer a Laura pelo espaço e eu vou contar um pouco sobre a minha trajetória, um pouco sobre a minha vida e eu comecei na música quando eu tinha 11 anos, sou instrumentista, toco violão, guitarra, teclado, faço programações é, de bateria e sou compositor e escritor. My name is Lucas Caducho, I am 24 years old. I'm the vocalist and guitarist of the band Pantagulha here in Brazil. First, I would like to thank Laura for the space. I'll tell you a little about my trajectory, a little bit about my life. I started in music when I was 11 years old. I'm an instrumentalist. I play guitar, keyboard, I program the drums, and I am a composer and writer. É, eu moro em Uruburetama, é uma cidade que fica no Ceará, que é o estado, e comecei a fazer show aos 16 anos, pude montar minha primeira banda de rock, e daí em diante fui adquirindo algumas experiências para montar novos projetos, até chegar um dia e decidi compor minhas próprias obras. É, atualmente, aqui no Brasil, é, as minhas preocupações são falta de emprego, por conta de vários fatores. Um desses fatores é, foi a pandemia, coronavírus, e também a incompetência de ter no nosso país um presidente no qual não dá a mínima I live in Uruburatama, a city in the state of Serra. I started to perform at 16 years old when I was able to form my first rock band. From there, I gained some experiences to set up new projects until one day I decided to compose my own works. Currently here in Brazil, my concerns are the lack of employment due to various factors. One of those factors being the coronavirus pandemic and also the incompetence of having in our country a president who doesn't give a damn about human life. Bem, sobre os meus medos, é, durante a minha vida toda, eu sempre tive medo de, de não poder realizar o que eu mais gostaria, que era compor uma obra e poder lançar, porque... Aqui na minha cidade onde eu moro, infelizmente, tem poucas oportunidades. É diferente de fora do Brasil. Não temos muito público. Mas eu dediquei oito anos da minha vida para comprar todo tipo de equipamento para eu ter a própria experiência de gravar, compor. E eu tive a sorte de encontrar um produtor que acreditou em mim. Ele não mora na minha cidade, ele é, ele é de outro estado do Brasil. É... Então as coisas foram se encaixando e deu tudo certo. E montamos um projeto. 
about my fears. All my life, I've always had fears about not being able to accomplish what I would most like, which was to compose a work and be able to release it. Here in the city where I live, unfortunately, there are few opportunities. It's different than from outside Brazil, where we don't have much of an audience. But I dedicated eight years of my life to buy all kinds of equipment, so I have my own experience of recording, writing, and I was lucky to find a producer who believed in me. He doesn't live in my city. He's from another state in Brazil. So things fell into place, and everything worked out, and we set up a project. Bem, o que posso dizer sobre essa pergunta? Infelizmente, não está fácil para ninguém. Aqui no Brasil, a inflação está muito alta. Infelizmente, muitas pessoas são cegas, porque apoiam um presidente no qual não dá a mínima para a sociedade. E, enfim, aqui não tem emprego. Não me refiro somente a onde eu estou, mas a situação atual do Brasil. Não tem gerado emprego. A inflação está cara. Está todo mundo caro. O governo acabou de tirar uma ajuda de custo para a sociedade e nós brasileiros temos que se virar para poder viver temos que dobrar é, nossas horas de trabalho pelo menos para quem trabalha ou então tem que fazer alguma coisa por fora que não seja um trabalho fixo mas a situação atual do Brasil é essa E estamos lutando para poder mudar isso, né? Novas eleições estão por vir, agora em 2022. E podemos mudar, né? A situação atual de que encontra-se o Brasil. Well, yeah, what can I say to that question in regards to being asked the current situation in the artist's locale? Unfortunately, it's not easy for anyone. Here in Brazil, inflation is very high, and unfortunately, many people are blind because they support a president who doesn't give a damn about society, and there's no jobs here. I'm not only referring to where I am, but the current situation in Brazil. There are no jobs, and everything is very expensive. The government just took a subsidy from society, and we as Brazilians have to get by in order to live. Those of us who currently work have to double our working hours or else you have to do something on the outside that is not a fixed job. We're fighting to be able to change that in the next elections coming now in 2022. And we can change, right? My name is Bo, uh, Bo Burietz from the U.S. And I reside in the state of Louisiana, where I have been a golf industrial DJ in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for the last 16 years. Uh, once going by uh, DJ Lost Twisted Soul, and now I go by uh, DJ Potato. Just about like everyone else, we all found solace in, through streaming the last couple of years. And streaming did marvels for me in a way I never thought possible, and especially in the way I decided to take upon myself to promote streams. Like, the streaming community basically saved my life. I, I definitely never thought I had, would get as far as I have. In fact, amazingly, I have gotten far more support in the last 
two years than I have in my own backyard in the last four. And that was before the pandemic. Um, you know, we're starting to have little shows here and there. And now we are implementing the vaccination uh, vaccination uh, cards. We actually, a lot of us um, are using this particular app that allows to show all your information and so forth. And that's, so I don't have to worry about losing my vaccination card or anything like that. So I'm grateful for that. Two of my fears is that I guess as we progress that, you know, I really hope that the streaming community doesn't dwindle as we get further and further along going back into in-person stuff, stuff cause as we already have, but so far it's still going strong. So also to give you some perspective on vaccination rates within the countries of the various people that we've spoken to, uh, the vaccination rate in Italy is 73%. The vaccination rate in Chile is 79%. The vaccination rate in Louisiana, in the entire state of Louisiana, is actually only 48%. Overall, in the U.S., it is 58.2% are fully vaccinated compared to here in Canada, where we are 74.9%. Brazil is at 58.2%. Now, Brazil is very much mirroring the U.S. because Brazil has a leader who was very much mirroring what the U.S. was doing, which was nothing. He was even filming himself taking hydroxychloroquine and putting it out on the news. Interestingly enough... Um, there was recently an investigation, and the Brazilian government is now considering charging Bolsonaro with crimes against humanity for lack of action during the pandemic at the beginning. Uh, there was a, I forget what it's called. It, it basically, think like a tribunal. Uh, they had, but they had five people on it, and three of them voted to charge him. So Amazing. now it's it's in their their like government. It's up to the government to do it. I really don't think it'll happen because a lot of the government is his party and supports him. But the fact that it's now officially out there is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, as Lucas has said, uh, Bolsonaro doesn't really give a shit about human life. And yet they are having elections in 2022. So hopefully they will be able to get him out, just like we got Trump out of the U.S. For now. Hopefully he stays out, but... He's going to make another run. Uh, yeah, he will. He will. Until there's a smarter fascist who tries to run. Let's play some music. Let's do that. So what I wanted to feature, speaking of the folks that we have uh, spoken to and we are grateful to have and that we're grateful they've participated on the podcast. Uh, D.F. Olstrain recently did a fundraising stream uh, to get some funds up for their new album, and they do have a new release on Bandcamp. It is Elegia del Ovido, Elegia del Oro, out on November 28th. Here's Herz der Niemand. Oh, 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 oh,
so this next song, this is from the brand new album from Pantagulia. Uh, again, they, just like Dia Volstrain, have been working on new music throughout the pandemic. And again, where would we be without all this wonderful new music and the DJs who are playing them? Like, we're just really grateful to hear this this creative output. It has been so hard that it's amazing how music is such an essential service. This is from the new album that came out on Halloween from Pantagulia. It's called Tard de May. And I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it properly, but my Portuguese is uh, non-existent.
So I believe that's gonna do it for us today. Hopefully we didn't bring you down too much with all the doom and gloom. Uh, let's blame daylight savings because that's a fucking nightmare. So you can always follow us on Facebook at It's Midnight Somewhere. You can always drop us a line and email. It's Midnight Somewhere Podcast at gmail.com. We have stickers. We have buttons. Those are available on morbidoutlook.com slash sticker or button, depending on what you want get yourself one we got our group prophecy we have a stream prophecy underscore online on twitch um maybe at some point you'll find us out in the wild doing things because i don't know life's coming back slowly we're streaming every friday night at 10 p.m eastern time it's at twitch.tv slash prophecy underscore online but yeah as real life is kind of coming back uh there could be some live person things happening uh we're just kind of waiting and slowly proceeding so we'll see how that goes but we'll inform you i actually just got offered a first live kick i took it where uh seascape oh you're gonna seascape i got asked to do a guest spot because somebody else couldn't do it due to health reasons so amazing so i'm looking forward to it i got asked for the krampus paul do it again it's just it's a matter of like okay well how many people are going to be there are you enforcing masks are you for you know you're you're checking vaccinations how is everything where is it going to be it's going to be at the opera house yeah those were the questions i had too and it is vaccine required it is mass required it is a cap of 50 people so i'm okay with all of that so i'm going to be doing a live gig it's kind of kind of terrifying kind of excited Many thanks to Robin Bright for our theme music, to Marion Green for those lovely stickers, and of course, our producer, Justin Minister, who makes us sound good because we're a bunch of goofs. Yeah, this might even be easier for him now because we're in the same room. Hope so. I anyway, hope so too. until next time, friends. Bye. This podcast was almost called Just Let It Happen.